Megan's on the wagon, but this show is called Megan's Megacan. That means that, for the sake of artistic integrity, Conrad has no choice but to drink two Megacans as he navigates the choppy waters of the German news. This week, lockdown update, Berlin's weird neutrality law, and abusing politicians. Es ist Newszeit! Megan. I'm Megan, and I'm here with Conrad Werner. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Coping. Still coping. Good. It's a lovely Good. day today. Oh, I... my lord. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. The shining blue sky, and it was all ref- the light was reflecting it's... off the snow, and it was just... It's gorgeous. Yeah. It was... Neukölln was finally, oh. hasn't had it, was sort of like finally picturesque. I've been waiting for it, and it's just looked a bit bleak all the time. Yeah. It was really... Really beautiful today. And I saw a buzzard. Did you? In the cemetery near where I live. I was really excited. That's I thought amazing. it was an eagle at first. I was so excited. But then I was corrected on Twitter. And it's a buzzard. Oh. <laughs> it, it's still exciting though. I mean, it's not often you see a bird of prey in Kreuzberg. So, no. You know, that was no. pretty cool. That was, you know, lockdown bird watching is uh, now part of my life. That's good. Lockdown. And it will be for a little while longer. It will be. But first. <laughs> but first. Alcohol. Or should I say alcohol for you? Because this is actually not an episode of Megan's Mega Can because I'm having a little 28 day break from alcohol because wow. it became a bit necessary, I think. Is that is that the 28 days of February? Not quite because I started yeah. a little bit before. So I've now done two weeks. Um, and I can highly, highly recommend it. I mean, I know I spend a lot of time on the show lauding the pleasures of mega cans and talking about how we all need alcohol to get through things. But it's also not good to just be drinking too much during this pandemic because yeah. of all our mental healths. So I, on the other hand, am continuing to drink. Yes. At the, at the so same rate as I normally do. drink two mega cans today. <laughs> so now to make up for you, I guess I have to drink yes. two. But I brought you two really nice ones. Oh, good. I brought you the JD and Ginger, which you like, and also the Captain Morgan Mojito, which was my favorite oh. discovery. That was one of the best things that happened to me in 2020. That's I mean, I know amazing. that's a, a low bar. I don't know how this is going to go because I've never actually drank oh. two in half an hour. Oh, it's going to be like, it, it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. This is terrible. I have literally not been tempted at all in the last two weeks by booze, but holding these two mega cans, oh my God, take them away from me. Oh my Lord, I love mega. Right, okay. I'll, um, I'm going to start with the uh, okay, I'm JD have, and ginger. I'm having a non-alcoholic beer, which I actually oh, yeah. quite like. I know some people can't abide them, but I like them. Okay. And this Good. is a Bex Blue. Excellent. Cheers. Cheers. Friday night. In lockdown. Lockdown day, whatever. So the first bit of news we should uh, get on. Before we oh, do that, sorry. I have oh, to I have to um address something really stupid that I did last week, and I would very much like to thank one of our listeners who took not an inconsiderable amount of time to very measuredly and constructively point it out to me that I really should not have made that really stupid joke that I made about not allowing old people to vote. And I um, shouldn't have just let you say it without <laughs> in any way challenging it at all. You absolutely <laughs> did challenge it, but I was already well into my mega can. And as anybody who knows me, I'm not easily challenged in those positions. But first of all, I, yeah, so I, I really would like to apologize to anyone that that just in general for that, it was it was 
It was un- unacceptable for two reasons. One, it was, even if it was meant as a joke, which it was, obviously, I wasn't seriously suggesting that, but I am very much a proponent of, like, if a joke is not funny for lot like anyone in like vulnerable groups then it's not a joke it's just being mean at someone's expense and that's like one of the core values that i have and i totally broke that rule and that also then the second thing is that i did have to sort of confront my own the ableism that allowed me to do that because i would not have made a even in jest something about another vulnerable group so that was Hmm. a little bit of work for me to do there and i just wanted to apologize for that um, and, and thank you very much to our listener who took a lot of time to point that out. And, and we would like to be old one day. I really, and I have been thinking about it. Quite and good it, to maybe slow down with the mega cans. Mm, I don't know, man. My grandfather lived to like 96 and he only drank a small glass of orange juice, very strong tea and gin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, gin, maybe it's got, um, it, it's got restorative powers. Yeah. It's like yeah. an antibiotic. <laughs> I'm just making, I'm just talking now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll stop talking anyway I think it's also made me realise that just the nature of my life in here in Berlin like I don't have very much contact with older people and that is perhaps problematic Mm. so you know I don't have like family here and all the people I work with are pretty young like we've got a really young staff and my friends are all young we will after this ends we'll go out and seek some old people yes once it's not like an act of the most utmost violence to be seeking out old people (laughs) in the time of a killer pandemic (laughs) that would be really good actually um but yes uh, okay and it's really great when people do message us and stuff disagreeing with things we've said or questioning things we said because we're all here to learn and i definitely criticize most people all of the time and um, it's nice when people write in anyway, just because mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, people are listening. Because yeah. you don't know. I'm just alarmed that anyone I don't sort of personally know would be listening. And I'm like, oh, God, you must think I'm a fucking monster. Half <laughs> <laughs> the show, I say. Um, but yeah, um, I think maybe we can also look at some topics that kind of address people yeah. outside of our little bubble. Okay. But yes. We'll work on that. But so. unfortunately, we can't have any guests for a little bit longer. Because at least not until the 7th of March, uh, the German government made a decision along with all the other German governments. So the the federal government and the 16 state governments. Mm -hmm. And they decided to extend until the 7th of March, the lockdown, not including hairdressers who are allowed (laughs) to open on the 1st of March. And we've had a little chat before we started recording. We cannot figure it out. If anybody knows... We're thinking maybe it's to do with, like, you were saying human dignity, which is obviously the first thing on the I, Deutsche I, yeah. Fass song, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, we it's can't a, work it out. We why why hairdressers? I mean, like, uh, I, uh, it was considered... I remember in the original list when they started the lockdown last yeah. year, hairdressers were exempt because they were also considered essential. And then they kind of took them off because yeah. they realized people were getting infected in hairdressers, probably. It is in a situation where you are very close to another human being for 15 to 30 minutes at least 15 to 30, yeah no oh, i go to the hairdressers time. for two hours oh it's something like that I'm yeah in the anyway for two and a half hours like, so you are breathing in the, the same air and yeah, sharing droplets this is what i cannot understand but i'm looking at so i got sent one of the berlin universities the technische universität released a kind of graph thing where they'd broken down all these different scenarios in terms of the R, the R 
the R rate. The R rate, yes. Yeah. Right at the top with it, <laughs> of this graph of the R rate is like a an Oberschule. So like the older kids in school, if they were all in school without masks, they would have a reinfection rate of 11 and a half. But right down at the bottom, or like second to bottom, is the Frisur women with mask 0.6. Okay. But I don't... And then the supermarket is higher than that with one with a mask. Well, I guess because you're only, you're only likely to infect one person in the hairdresser. Like the, but then the hairdresser, do they not, not become a sort a, of a, a supermarket super spreader? <laughs> the, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Okay, but uh, if you really but, want to yeah. go to the hairdresser, you can do that from the 1st of March? Yeah, in okay. Berlin. And also, and the schools are reopening partially. Partially. On the 7th of March, right? Is that right? No. No. Well, we don't know On what's the 22nd happening of February. The 22nd of February, grades 1 to 3. Right. Half which I time. guess have been the ones deemed to be the most suffering. And I... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Here it says... I've got it here. According to the Berliner Zeitung, thank you very much, English Berliner Zeitung, grades one to three return on the 22nd of February, half time in alternating half size classes. Yeah. Caveat, presence is not compulsory. Yeah. So if you really don't want to send your child to school because you're worried that they're going to run around and stick their tongues in other pe- children's faces, which they will because children do those sorts <laughs> of things, and then will bring you home some coronavirus, you do not have to. Okay. Send your child to school. There's no Präsenzpflicht. And the Kitas are opening 60% capacity also from that day. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, that's new. To um, me, not new. <laughs> like... And the kids of parents in essential professions yeah. and kids with special needs get first dibs. Okay. Uh, right, there's that. Lockdown. Yes. Lockdown rundown. Just wanted to, a bit of public service there. Good. Um, I have to say, and I have really stopped after my massive upset a few weeks ago when Berlin went against all of the like lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. I've just refused to get involved with like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? But I was quite surprised this week that they've not said more about classes going back in. Like that they're really keeping this harder lockdown longer. That did surprise me. There's Um, not so much talk about, oh, kids need other kids. Well, they had this whole plan that they were trying to ram us back into school in the middle of January when the incidence was like hmm. over 150, I think. But that whole like schrittweise plan that they had, we haven't heard hide nor tail of it since. No. Which I think is surprising. So I don't know what was said to Sandra Schirez. As, Would as you like your... to hear in Berlin at the yes, moment? Because I've got to, just because I, I get here. Well, this is my alarm clock because I have Berliner okay. Rundfunk because my radio alarm clock, but it's so... not half asleep. Again, according to the Berliner title English, thank you very much. New cases in one day, plus 396. The uh, total number of corona deaths altogether in Berlin, 2,573. The R number is now 0.75. And new infections per week is at 62.9 per 100,000 inhabitants. That's still quite high, eh? Yeah, it's still quite high. Uh, I guess it has to go d- below 50. N- the number they're now talking about is 35. Oh, right, okay. We're all 35 then. Because I think people are looking at this. I don't, it's really funny, people's... And I think the longer this goes on, the more difficult it is for people to hold it in their head why we're doing all of this and that it's not just like how life is because everything sucks. 
because people I think have been like, well, we'll get to 50 and then I'm like, no, then we have to not do anything. The reason this is working is because we're, you know, and I think it is probably, I know it's really, really hard and it's sucky, but I kind of think we do need to keep this lockdown going. I may be entirely wrong. I don't know. Maybe in 20 yeah, years, no, people probably. will be studying this in like abitur history and they're like, good God, that was the most awful scandal, what they did to people when they should have easily done this. I don't know. I don't know either. But Sandra Shearers oh. has been in the news for another reason. This I know. Week. It's like she cannot help herself. So she's not been allowed to do something insane regarding school openings <laughs> because she's been told in no uncertain terms that that won't fly. What's she done, Conrad? She is has, has appealed against a decision from the Federal Labour Court, Bundesarbeitsgericht. Yeah. Um, and is going to the the Constitutional Court, Germany's highest court, over an issue of um, whether or not a Muslim lady should be allowed to wear a headscarf in school. A Muslim lady who is a teacher should be able to wear a headscarf in school. Yeah. And she has decided because Berlin has this thing called a neutrality law, which says that anyone working in a in a public office cannot wear anything that has any religious, I don't know, connotations, associations. You can't yeah. wear a cross. Yeah. You can't. And um, you can't apparently you can't wear a kippah or and you can't wear a headscarf, apparently. And this law has been in since 2005. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this law. So it just, because I was actually, when I started looking at this, under the false impression that there was like a Bundesweit law about like this, but there isn't. And it's kind of up to different states to like work this out themselves and it's quite funny reading through the list because it's obviously like Berlin because it has I guess quite a high population of um people who might choose choose to wear the headscarf it's all like a bunch more controversial with some Buddhists I was like uh, yeah <laughs> what well I guess this um this this woman she um she was a Quereinsteiger which means she came yeah. she she came to the profession of teaching later in life is that right she, um, it basically from another means, profession. so she, how, she teacher, how she, teacher training works here, it's not like you do from the beginning. So from like 18, 19 years old, from 19 years old, you do a Lehramt, which is your whole bachelor's and a master's incorporating both your subject knowledge and your teacher training, right. which is not often And she the did the teacher training places. later. So she will have had a degree and then she wants to quer come in from the side, Quereinsteiger. Right. And do like the teacher training bit at the end, which yeah, yeah. quite a few people choose to do. And then the, the the government of Berlin said you can't wear a headscarf in school. And she went to court over this and they found against her. The, the initial decision was against her. She appealed to this federal labor court yeah. who overturned that ruling and said no and that was in august last year yeah i was organizing that and then this week education minister sandra scheres of berlin has decided to appeal that decision and go to the federal constitutional court over this big issue and it caused a massive ruckus in the i've gotten it it, well, in the in the in the cabinet in the Berlin cabinet. Oh, because okay, in the cabinet. In the in the in the government, it's called the Senate, but in the government itself, uh, because the, she didn't tell the other ministers that she was going to do this, and they were all like up in arms. So like, why? Why? Like, for example, the justice minister Dirk Behrendt, he was 
extremely upset, according to the Tagesspiegel, yeah. during a cabinet meeting, and thinks that, and he said that what he, he has no idea why the state of Berlin, which he also represents, would have to appeal this decision, and he thinks it's a, a basically a waste of time, a waste of the court's time, a waste of energy. And they're just questioning what the point is of just dragging this thing, this decision to more courts when it's already been overturned by a federal court. I, I agree. So that's why it's in the news. Yes. Wow. So this Neutralitätsgesetz, the neutrality thing, that's just in Berlin and yeah. it's been with us for how long? Where did that come 15 from? 15 years, 2005 they brought in. Okay. It was a CDU idea, but it was the government at the time was SPD and Green, so they must have agreed to it in some, at some level. So our law, which is supposed to uphold um, religious neutrality, so this is the idea of it, that, that schools, much like in France where they have this like laicity, like you have to separate the church and state, that's kind of what this is designed to do. Like the state needs to be neutral. So that was brought in by the Christian Democratic Union, am I correct? Yes. Our ruling, our ruling party. <laughs> right. Okay, good. So that comes in. That's just like occurred to me now. Yeah. I mean, I know that that's different because it's a political party and they're obviously kind of biased, but it is funny that this is a, like a neutrality. Like you can't divorce things from their context. Like if you're that up for neutrality and like then... a lack of influence of religion on state affairs, then why is your political party the Christian Democratic Union? Good point. <sighs> it's hard not drinking drug abuse. <laughs> so this has been here since 2005 and um, a lot of people are pro this and the SPD are really into it for some reason. Yeah, they've got... They, uh, they're they're, they're, they're mad for this. Yeah, they're drunk with power <laughs> over this. I, and also, weirdly, the, the Linker Party is in favour of it because it, I guess... It's a bit of a kind of communist hangover from the GDR because they get, are they, they have, still in favour of it or were well they at probably the time? not. I think at the time the, at the time the linker was called the PDS and I think they were probably more in favour. Now it's a more modern party and it probably they. I think Klaus Lederer had Klaus a go Lederer, at, who's at the, today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's the culture minister but of the linker party. Week. Yeah, so I can like totally understand like. I understand the arguments of the people who really want this. And there are several parties that like, so the SPD is really for it. There's also like the Interesseverband, which is like the, what's that? What's an Interesseverband? Well, it's a, a special interests association. Okay, of like Berliner uh, school leadership. So right. principals yeah. of Berlin schools. They are really pro this. Um, and... One of the reasons that is sort of cited apparently is the sort of problems that schools experience. And this is not just a German problem that happens a, a lot with schools with lots of Muslim girls in it. Um, have a lot of concerns over maybe forced wearing of the headscarf or girls that are at risk of forced marriage and stuff like that. Like that is a, is a concern with within these schools. And then their argument is schools should be super neutral. And I have Isn't two it? things I... So there's three issues I have with this. And, and actually maybe two, because the first one... Yeah, it, it is kind of pointless. But also this idea that we are ever going to be neutral is in... Like, how are we going to achieve yeah. a neutral 
workplace. Nothing's neutral. Not even computers are neutral. Not even AI is neutral. Everything is got everything is biased <laughs> one way or another. Good. Yeah. Keep drinking your med cans. You have to go on to the next one. I am. I'm I'm trying to get through this You're last third as quickly as I can. You're so doing I can brilliantly. Open the second one. <laughs> it's your cocktail. It's Friday evening. Um and yeah. yeah, the point is that it's not about neutrality, this law, is it? Because what it does is marginalizes Muslims and Jewish people. Absolutely. It's not it's, it's it's not neutral. No. You have to you can have and this is I think what the ultimate and I it's not that I don't think that these like Shulaita don't care about these vulnerable girls or whatever or that they are like doing this kind of on purpose or whatever, but it's just uh, some ways it is like racist. Um, and then on the other side of that, it's like also racist, which is sort of this benevolent racism that white people still seem to, th- seem to think is okay, where we just think best. Hmm. You know, we had that awful thing last week with that mainstream television show in Germany, Der Letzte Instanz, Inst- Instanz, Instanz, yes. Anyway. Oh, yeah, there was a chat show. Chat show. It became, a, it was a bit of a, a bit of a controversy. Yeah. Because it was a, it was like a, it was, it was a little discussion chat show. No, no, no one. It wasn't like a political thing. There was no politicians or intellectuals there. It was like, it was like all these different entertainers chatting to each other about social issues. Yeah. Which was probably ill-advised in the first place. And they were all having a little drink, a little bit like we were. Oh we God. Are. <laughs> and in the course of it, this old fella called Thomas Gottschalk. They were all talking about this. So they shouldn't, all, shouldn't, no, shouldn't, I think we don't like, want to um, spend like too much time on this. No, we won't want to spend it. Anyway, but yeah, they... Um, but the outcome of that conversation were four white Germans... Were saying racist things. ...sat on a mainstream TV channel talk show and came to the conclusion that racism is not a problem in Germany. And nobody... And that show went out. Like, I understand I've had to apologize for my own ableism at the beginning of the show. And, and right, so, but like that, that's just you and me drinking mega cans <laughs> in a room. Like somebody should have. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some editor who I'm would fine, say, like, And they have, like, like the channel has kind idea. of released a very wishy-washy kind of not quite apology, but like statement on it saying maybe we should have had people with different mindsets which is also bullshit like call it what it was it was racist you put out racist programming and it sucks but anyway so this is why it's really important for german society to be asking these questions of itself and if you have schuleiter innen in neukölln who's saying but i'm worried about the muslim girls in my school who might be forced to wear the kopftuch and and whatever you have to ask the question how is excluding women who wear headscarves from being within your faculty in that school? Like they could be part of that conversation of of how to, to deal with these issues. But instead, we don't seem to talk. It's like this weird, we must save these girls. Like it's it's just white saviorism and it doesn't work. And like you said, this fallacy of neutrality, like it might have been really, really well-meaning, like fine by some people, but you have to then look at what your laws are like consequently doing. And that is just making sure that mainly Muslim women are excluded from public service in Berlin. And I think that's disgusting. 
I didn't really mean to say disgusting. And then I was almost like, I'm drunk. And I was like, no, you're not. Can't even use that you as an excuse. Can't use that excuse. Hang on, I'm just going to open my second one mm. briefly. Have a, if we had a commercials, we could do a commercial break now. Oh, someday. Mega can commercials. <laughs> it's the only thing we're going to be able to get sponsored by because this is just. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that, right. Yeah, please stop with this mad law. I don't. I don't know, and maybe I need to have somebody to When the, to when the law gets criticised by one big court, why then maybe just leave it at that and not go to another big court just because you, cause you feel like I just don't, you, need a, you need a victory. That's the thing. I don't understand why this is the hill that you would die on. If the main th- reason why this law is coming into the news... And I, I just... I'm sorry, I find it super distasteful because the argument is that like what the basically to exclude anything from school you have to prove in German like the Schulgesetz that it presents it's the same with like if a child is you know if a school wants to exclude a child which is obviously a very very last thing you have to prove that it is a considerable and real risk to the the peace of the school school harmony and peace and kind of safety and that is what the argument that these people are making and I think I don't know how you can argue that allowing teachers who choose to wear headscarves to teach our children is is more upsetting to the peace of our schools than just excluding than having like discriminatory laws about who can be a teacher and how that's less damaging to girls sitting in class who never see a teacher that represents how they look Mm. And who never see it in politics or that you know, it sucks. So please, for the millionth time, stop it, Shiraz. Just stop it. Just let it go. <laughs> Just fucking drop it. <laughs> you don't get go. to kill teachers with coronavirus. And you can't <laughs> tell people that like dress a certain way that they can't be teachers. <laughs> She just wants to bring the teachers into line one way or another. If she really wants it, maybe she should start going after, like, teachers dressing like, I, the things I have worn to teach online this week. <laughs> that should be your concern, my friend. That I've basically just been wearing pajamas <laughs> with a jumper on top. <laughs> like, come after me, Shiraz, that's fine. <laughs> that's definitely threatening to the sort of peace and well-being of students. If we're going on about things that teachers wear, if if we're going to get offended by things that teachers wear. Yeah. Right. Okay. There is more news. How's your mojito? Oh, it's brilliant. as we say in Northern Ireland. Vagino. I was trying to do an Irish accent then. I'm so drunk, I'm trying to do an Irish accent. (laughs) Vagino. I kind of, I don't know how to say it. I didn't, I didn't even try. I wasn't I wasn't even going to, and then it just came out. It just out. came out of you. That does happen after one yeah. mega can, I found. <laughs> yeah. So there was one other thing I was going to talk about, but it's going to take ages, to be honest. I think... I mean, do you want to go into it? <laughs> yeah. We can okay. do it quickly. <laughs> okay. So, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so you the, don't have to if you don't want to. No, well... Okay, I'll, I'll try and sort of skirt through the issue as quickly as I can. Basically, there have been some... Um, the, the, the numbers are in on what has happened to politicians during the coronavirus pandemic because a lot of people are 
uh, uh, concerned about because we obviously had one politician was killed in 2019 and the and they generally receive quite a lot of abuse mm. and um, uh, a verbal abuse online, a lot of death threats. If you're f- if you're a famous politician and you're outspoken about certain issues, you are likely to receive like death threats basically, almost daily. That's um, horrible. And this went up by the numbers on this kind of abuse, like verbal abuse online went up and also attacks on political party offices so breaking windows of political party offices and things like that um that all went up by nine percent in 2020 even though it was a a lockdown situation well people are online a lot more so maybe it's because people are online a lot more well because and you know because people were thinking that these sort of things because there were no public events happening yeah so People were thinking there would be less abuse. This is we're talking about um, yeah. uh, crimes that have been reported to the police. So slander, okay. libel—they are crimes that have get reported to the police. And um, yeah, there was there, it's just basically it's just gone up. And it, it, and it, uh, the people are uh, a couple of the politicians I was talking to were saying that through the influence of things like social media and. There is a much more like the the people no longer just debate things in a rational way. All they do is sort of shout at each other on social media, and this happens particularly. Uh, and this leaves, I mean, you have to. Have, they're saying that you almost have to have like quite um, a, a thick skin to be a politician these days. You probably always did. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah, more. it's. And then there's a whole I kind think of there, are, there are actually it. limits to this, and I'm trying to think like I probably definitely cross over, but like you have to be able to separate kind of attacking somebody's policies and what they stand for, and then like making death threats and stuff. That's just yeah horrible. And um, like even like yeah, I think it's when it, yeah. Well, and and the thing is that that, that there's a kind of correlation between how much um, verbal abuse there is and how much like physical abuse. Like, there's like obviously it's much. It's very rare that someone is actually physically assaulted in the street, but it does correlate. Like, the more verbal abuse there is, then the more physical assault happens Mm -hmm. somewhere down the line. Yeah, that was. I just wrote about it this week, so I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Also, I was. Um, on on the thing about social media, apparently that you can actually the social media accounts with things like racism online, they could if they wanted to. Twitter could just shut down certain words that are used on social media, or because um, they do this if you if you post copyrighted material on social media, yeah. it gets shut down within half an hour. Yeah, but not if you post a racial term. Or if you um, if you know if you use a certain emoji in in correlation a certain um, thing that can get that can get picked up very quickly, but Twitter and Facebook don't do it at the moment, and it would it's literally just programming something in, and they could and they could actually shut down racism very quickly on social media if they wanted to. It's just a lot of talk. What I'm saying is, you get yeah. all these corporations with a lot of woke talk. Oh yeah, it's total bullshit. And okay. they don't really care because no. it doesn't. It's not. That's not what generates money for them. 
What generates no. money for them is engagement. But we are and- expecting corporations to have any form of, like to somehow, because they're the most powerful things yeah. in the world now, to have some form of moral consciousness. And we're like outraged at Jeff Bezos because he won't fund this and he won't fund that. Just make him pay his taxes. Like, stop. <laughs> we can't just regulate them. Regulate, regulate, regulate. And make it illegal for them to provide a platform where people get to make death threats. Yeah. Fine. Freedom of speech, whatever. You want to make death death threats. Like, you don't get to do it, like, legally because murder's illegal. Go on fucking dark web with that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The thing, and the thing is that there's been, this week was also the... Uh, safer internet day which was a there's a kind of, kind of a, a, a german government organized conference where they try and get the big social media giants to engage with you know more regulation and doing this and that and being good and they and it's like and they come and they talk and they talk and it's actually all they have to do is press a button you know all they have to do is organize themselves and and they could technically do it. It's already technically possible to shut down racism on social media, but they don't do it. And it's, it's this weird abuse. Like, and um, because they are businesses that need to make a lot of money. Yeah, and, and we don't like to go and money. prosecute yeah. businesses because we have, as you so succinctly put it, like political parties in power that are just political wings of like Volkswagen and other massive corporations. So, what yeah. interest do they have to start cracking down on big? business i don't anyway pointless i think we should end there because i'm halfway through the second mega can and it's really hard to drink more than i'm not sure if i can hour. edit this anymore this evening <laughs> and the longer it goes on the more i feel be terrible i feel like i've i've like <laughs> i've taken advantage of you <laughs> okay well yeah we're done with our news if you want more but you're not done with yours <laughs> Tell us your news. <laughs> yeah, please tell us your news. Get in touch, comment. As always, you can check out Ex Berliner magazine for the latest sort of Berlin-based independent journalism online and, and in print. Yeah. We're on there. I'm in there too. Yay! No, I actually have a column in the Ex Berliner. You do? Yeah, I know. I know, but I just... I do it on sometimes. It. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mum reads it anyway. Anyway, go. Let's wrap it up now. Stay safe. Go out. Enjoy some sledding. It looks terrifying. If you can find a slope in Berlin. Hasenheide. People are just chucking themselves off that hill, down through the bushes and everything. Treacherous. It's absolutely treacherous. (laughs) I watched a grown woman do that, like, snowboardy skate, like, where you take the wheels off a skateboard and just fucking stack it into a bush. They're like fellows like running down up the hill going, Oh no I just laughed. I couldn't stop. She was okay. If she'd been there, I would have gone over. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, go and either enjoy some things or enjoy some Schadenfreude. Brilliant. Yeah. Bye. Bye.